afternoon, America. Welcome to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are happy to have you on board with us today. The last several days, we have been discussing the the enrollment decline in public schools really throughout the country. Uh, There is a map on, if you go to the 74million.org, uh, you will see this uh, th- this map, and you can you, you can click anywhere in the country where it it'll be colored for you. Uh, you know, click in your area and see if you know what's what's happening where you live. Are people uh, are people pulling out of the of the public school district that you live in? In addition to the map. I have, you know, I've just got a, a plethora of reports that that we've gone over, and more today, which highlight uh, specific areas. And um, you know, while today I'm going to get into Missouri and Kansas and Oklahoma, maybe some Michigan. I think there is there's something that that we need to be aware of here. The more the more that parents wake up and, and the more that their eyes are open and the more they in mass begin to leave the government control of the public school system. Uh, in equal measure, the, the folks who control the government system are, are, are going to be upset about it. In equal measure, they're going to they're going to push back, and 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 we're seeing this un, unfold today. Really, this report out of uh, where was this out of? This is out of Missouri. This is out of Missouri and Kansas. This article says uh, thousands of students in Missouri and Can- Kansas have left public school in the last four years in line with a national trend of families disengaging from public education. This is an analysis which was done by the Associated Press uh, in conjunction with a Stanford University economist by the name of Thomas D. All right. So in this report, it was found that enrollment in Missouri's public schools dropped 2%. And in Kansas, it dropped three percent. So you know, if you just think, I mean, two percent, three percent, those aren't those aren't really big big numbers. You know, when you just throw out the the percentage itself, it doesn't seem like a lot. However, when you look at the raw data, uh, the the two percent in Missouri from uh, from the 2020 school year 2019 to 2020 the year of the pandemic uh, through the end of the last school year that two percent in Missouri makes up 18,000 students nearly 18,000 students that that's a lot of kids to, to just up and leave your system uh, you know just at this map um, and I'm 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 looking at the Missouri map here, and again, this is at the 74million.org. Not necessarily a, a 
a right-wing outfit. Uh, and there are elementary schools here in the Kansas City Unified School District. All right, this is in Kansas, so this is at the border. Let me go to let me go to Kansas City, Missouri, since we're talking Missouri at the moment. Kansas City, Missouri. Garfield Elementary, 27%, 26%, 22%, 23%, 24%. Northeast Middle School, 24%. There are one, two, three, four, five. There are six elementary schools within the Kansas City, uh, Missouri School District. Six of them that are uh, that that have a uh, an enrollment decline of over 22%. One as high as 27%. You know, so when when, when you think of a 2% uh, state total, it doesn't seem like a, not, a lot. But when you get into these individual districts and you've got schools that are experiencing 22%, 24%, 27%, uh, 27%, you know, 21%. I'm just clicking right here, just various districts. Springfield has a has an elementary school at a 30%, uh, 22, 24. Uh, Joplin, 39%, uh, 27%, 28%, uh, 36% Bosworth High School. Uh, you know, 25%. I mean, the, the, click it, you know, just places on the map. And you've got districts that uh, are losing kids in huge chunks. And of course, you know, the report says that the number equals about 18,000 students. When, uh, when, the, when the report goes to Kansas, so, you know, Kansas right next door, they're at about a 3% drop, according to the report, which equals about 16,000 students. And so just over the border, uh, Kansas City, Kansas, uh, the, the Kansas City Unified School District in Kansas, their numbers are massive. Uh, they have a school here, an elementary school, that has a 55% decline in enrollment. They have a school that's got a 66% decline, another school that's got a 61% decline. You know, these, these numbers that are happening in chunks are, are unsustainable. And, um, you know, I, I think coming out of COVID, the leaders in these schools and in these districts felt like, oh, you know, these kids are going to come back. You know, it's just, it, it, it's this... It's this COVID dip, and um, you know we're going to start seeing these these kids trickle back in, and that hasn't been the case. Um, nationally, the AP study found that uh, during this time frame, private schooling grew nearly eight percent, and homeschooling grew nearly twenty seven percent. Uh, and this is, of course, the same time period among more than 30 states with credible private, public, or homeschool enrollment data. Not every not every state, um, you know, tracks these kids. And, you know, so the, the states that, that do, you know, produce credible data. You know, so when, when, when you have uh, this massive decline in public school enrollment, 
you, you can't just think these kids are coming back when you're seeing this huge increase in both private schooling enrollment as well as homeschooling. I mean, homeschooling is up 27% nationally. And that's just, you know, from the states that uh, where you can actually see the the hard numbers. Uh, Colin Hitt is the executive director of the Prime Center, which studies education in Missouri. And he is he's somewhat featured in this report. Uh, he said it's been an open question if Missouri's homeschooling jump was temporary. And I think it's it's been an open question in all these states everywhere. Is it temporary? I mean, are these kids going to come back? Are the parents going to to grow frustrated and realize, yeah, we can't do this. We weren't cut out for this. We better send our kids back to, to the professionals. Uh, Colin says, given the fact that we're seeing public K-12 through enrollments stay relatively flat, it probably suggests this is something that's going to continue for some time, which is a major development. I would agree with him. I, I think it is something that we're going to see continue for some time. You, you know, we we talked about th- these various legislative moves in these state capitals uh, in terms of, of of what they want to to force upon our kids in the public schools and, and parents aren't they're not happy about it. It's not just COVID anymore. COVID w- was the eye opener. But we've moved beyond COVID now, and and we see medically in in a lot of these you know states what they want to do to kids. Uh, legislatively, we see what's being enacted at the state level that's now being enforced upon the kids, and parents are they're done with it. Uh, this this report says thousands of students across the country still haven't returned to the classroom since the pandemic shutdown. Uh, an estimated 230,000 students were considered missing in the fall of 2021, meaning demographic changes or increase in private school or homeschooling couldn't account for their disappearance from public education. So this is interesting. So they have this entire category called missing where uh and it, it's not like they they're looking at specific students and and they can't find the student anywhere, but they're looking at the numbers. Uh, Two hundred and thirty thousand students not coming back to public school does not account in their and their and their model. Uh, that's not accounted for in the when the increase they're seeing in the jump in private school, and it's not accounted for in the increase they're seeing in the and the jump in homeschooling. And so they're just ref- they're referring to this group just called missing. Uh, students have since slowly made their way back to varying forms of education or aged out of school, leaving only 50,000 kids unaccounted for. So this this number here, and, and, I, and I'm telling you, you know, people are paying attention. People in in state government, uh, they're paying attention, and it's this number in this category called missing that they're going to use now to start tracking everybody. 
this is it right here. And I've got I've got evidence for this coming out of Michigan and coming out of Oklahoma. Uh, This report here says Missouri doesn't track private school data, doesn't legally require parents to notify when they homeschool their child. Uh, However, most parents will notify their public school district if they switch to homeschooling. And that's also the case in in Michigan. And there is some, some pressure right now being applied in Michigan to change that. And in other states, really throughout the country, where uh, the uh, regulations, I guess, restrictions, um, uh, it, you know, governing homeschool, that they're they're putting some some pressure on these uh, leaders, these uh, you, know, you know, state and 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 representatives, state senators, pressures being applied on them to begin to you know just turn the heat up a little bit. Let's just um, let's start tracking these these homeschool families. We we need to know what's going on. We need to know, and it's it's under the guise of of the students that are missing. We just need to know where they are. It's just for the safety of the kids. Also in Michigan, they're turning up the heat under the guise of of um, making sure that the students aren't being abused. And you know, we're going to get to Michigan here in a minute. Um. Based on limited data, though, you know, from states such as Missouri, even though they have limited data, Missouri has seen a 34% increase in homeschooling since 2019. So it's possible and it's probable. Uh, in, in my estimation, it's it's probably factual that this missing category has been absorbed in in states where uh, it's been absorbed in homeschooling and private schooling in states where where, the, where that data and, and those numbers aren't really tracked, you know, where parents don't have to report and say, yeah, I'm going to homeschool. Uh, or or they don't have to report and say, yeah, you know, Johnny's going to this, you know, Christian school down, down the road now. That's probably what's happened in this missing category. But yet, at the same time, because that data is not hard and fast, Leaders in these states can now use this missing category uh, to begin their um, tracking methods. Uh, when the pandemic hits, this is a quote from Colin Hitt. When the pandemic did, uh, what the pandemic did, he says, is it exposed more parents to homeschooling and virtual school. It also changed the work dynamic for tons of families where uh, families are now working from home all or most of the time, that combined with more private school vouchers and savings programs for families to spend on public public school alternatives, uh, this has created the perfect condition for a homeschooling boom. It really has. Uh, and in addition to it creating a, this condition for homeschooling boom, it's also waking up these um, leaders in these states, and it's and making them realize that they're going to have to start. Um, you know, they've got to do something here. They've got to stop the bloodletting, in some way, somehow. You know, they've got to they've got to get these kids back into public schools. 
And so how are they going to do that? Uh, you know, and they've got their uh, they've got their ways, they've got their means, and we're going to we're going to get to it. Uh, Burton Moore is he oversees homeschool registrations uh, for the Kansas Department of Education. So apparently, Kansas, unlike Missouri, they do register homeschool kids. He said thousands of the state's families decided to stick with homeschooling after getting a taste of it uh, during the pandemic. Um, a, uh, a, prof a professor of higher education at St. Louis University named Danielle Joy Davis uh, runs a program for homeschooling families called the Circle of Excellence. And she began homeschooling her son before the pandemic. But she said, you know, a lot of, a lot of instances during the pandemic was, you know, family's first attempt at homeschooling. And once students experienced you know, that and enjoyed it, and once parents saw the joy of learning in their own households, as you imagine, she says, some parents said, this is nice. We should keep doing this. She said, parents who choose to homeschool are drawn to the freedom to choose how to teach their children. For example, her son took a scuba class with a certified diver because he loves marine biology. Uh, Davis said some parents see homeschooling as an opportunity to protect their children from bullying, sexism, or racism at school, and even the stress of having to go through a metal detector to enter the building. A large part of this shift is out of love, she said. The parents love of the children to say, look, the system is not the ideal in terms of cultivating a safe, peaceful, loving environment for my kid. And look, I get to do something about it. And so, you know, we're seeing this, we're seeing this on the rise and we're gonna continue seeing it on the rise and the left isn't happy about it. All right, we're up against the break. We'll pick it up on the other side. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? 
The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Welcome back to The Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You're listening to America Out Loud. Talk radio. You can find us here Monday through Friday at the 2 p.m. Eastern time slot. Uh, you can listen at americaoutloud.news or on the uh, world-class media player here. Or download the app for your Apple, iPhone, Alexa. That's the way I like to listen. I just like to listen on the app. Although sometimes I will go to, the, go to, to americaoutloud.news and listen on the world-class media player. Uh, and I hope you've had a chance to go to americaoutloud.news. If you haven't, take the chance. Uh, the website is organized beautifully. Uh, excellent articles and, and podcasts and, and hosts and, and news and information. Uh, it's just a great uh, source to go to get accurate, my friends, accurate news. All right. Uh, speaking of accurate news, we are highlighting this um, this decline in public school enrollment. And, you know, while today we're talking about Missouri and Kansas, it's happening everywhere. And it's really happening for, in my opinion, a variety of reasons. Uh, this article I was I was quoting here at the end of the segment. Uh, Daniel Danielle Joy Davis. Uh, she's better known to the community as Dr. Joy. And, and she runs a, a homeschooling program. She taught at St. Louis University, still does teach there. Uh, but she runs a homeschooling group called the Circles of Excellence. And, you know, she is just, you know, she's making this statement that you know, parents see homeschooling as this this grand opportunity, really, to protect their kids from several things: bullying, sexism, racism, uh, indoctrination, or she says even just the stress of having to go through a metal detector to enter the building. And it's, I know it is that way in a lot of schools throughout the country. Uh, a large part of the shift, she says, is out of love. The parents love of the children to say, look, the system is not the ideal in terms of cultivating a safe, peaceful, loving environment for my kid, and I get to do something about it. So, you know, we have, you know, continually made this statement that, um, you know, a, a true soldier doesn't fight because he or she hates what's in front of them, but they do it, they fight because of what, you know, they love what's behind them. Uh, and, and this is the case here. You know, I, I don't think parents are leaving the public schools because they hate public schools. I think they're pulling out because they love their kids. Uh, 
and they're disappointed with what's happening inside the public schools. They're disappointed with the education that their children are receiving. And eyes are opening up, and it's taking some time. Uh, you know, obviously, it it is taking some time as, you know, Missouri and, you know, Kansas are seeing a small percentage of 2 and 3% enrollment decline. I mean, the raw data is is a lot. Those are big numbers, 18,000 kids over the past three or four years, or 16,000, you know, as the case may be, depending on if you're in Missouri or Kansas at the two or three percent. I mean, nonetheless, that's a lot of kids, but it's not everybody. So not everybody's eyes are open to, to what's happening. You know, some people, they... They think, yeah, the public school is horrible, but not mine. I mean, my my public school is fantastic. You know, I grew up here. I graduated from this public school. It's fine. It's amazing. And that tends to, you know, that, that thought process, you know, I think in a lot of cases prevails. But people are opening up their eyes and, and they're, they're seeing the, the truth to it slowly but surely. Uh, enrollment in Wichita, which is the largest school district in Kansas, is falling at an even even faster rate than the state. This is according to this APA article. Wichita's headcount this school year uh, is down nine percent, specifically. Now, while the state, I think, I think the number was two or three percent. Yes, it's three percent in Kansas. Wichita, however, is. Uh, is down 9%. Their headcount uh, this school year is 46,000 kids, uh, which they say is down 9% from its peak in 2015. Uh, two years ago, Wichita hired two full-time staff members just to visit preschools and daycare centers to try to recruit families. Uh, this year, district leaders say continued enrollment Declines could force them to consolidate and close some schools. And, you know, we were seeing that happen everywhere. Uh, you know, schools are closing, schools are consolidating. We highlighted that happening in Colorado last week. Oh, and it's, so it's going on everywhere. So slowly but surely, eyes are opening. Uh, but as the eyes of parents open, the eyes of state leaders are also opening. And they are going to do whatever they can to, to stop this mass exodus. So I'm looking at this article here entitled, Homeschooling Parents Are No Threat to Their Kids. This is from our friends at uh, Homeschool uh, Legal Defense. The article says, homeschooling is surging as parents want more agency over their child's education. An estimated 4.7% of kids are now homeschooled, up from 2.8% in 2019. So since the pandemic, uh, total population uh, that has gone to homeschooling has doubled. All right. Now, again, their percentages aren't great. You know, but when you look at a, a doubling of the population, this is a movement. And then you can start realizing, okay, all right, this is some, there's something going on here, and there's a trend, and and we're still uh, we haven't I don't I don't think we've we've hit its tipping point yet. 
I mean, I think we're still in the in the beginning stages of this. Um, but with public school enrollment down by nearly 1.3 million students compared to pre-pandemic levels, some are taking notice and calling for more oversight. All right, and here it is. Here's that word, more oversight. Some are taking notice and calling for more oversight. Well, who's taking notice? Well, uh, and if it, whoever it is and they're taking more oversight, uh, you, you can bet anything that they're going to be on the left because it's the left that wants more oversight. It's the left that wants more restrictions. It's the left that uh, wants to control things, and, and they need more control. When they realize they're, they've lost uh, almost a million and a half Numbers, population, students, 1.3 million. The, the, the enrollment is down 1.3 million throughout the country. That is huge. I mean, that's, that is not a little number. And, and these people at the top realize that's, that's 1.3 million people we can't indoctrinate. Well, what's going on here? We got we to gotta have more regulation. The Washington Post editorial board recently made this case, arguing it's not the average homeschooler policymaker should be worried about. It's the child who was left far, far behind. Where there's no oversight, there's no guarantee that children will learn skills considered foundational in public education and essential to adult life. All right. So WAPO says there's got to be oversight because if there's not, then we can't guarantee that the child's learning anything. We have to know what's going on. we got to know what's going on in that homeschool at the kitchen table. We've got to know what's going on at that, at that private Christian school down the road, that classical Christian school. we got to know what, the, what are they doing? What are they teaching those kids? Because we've got to make sure they're teaching them things that are foundational in public education and essential to adult life. Uh, while more level-headed than many attacks on homeschoolers, such as, um, you know, what the Harvard Law School professor Elizabeth Bartholet's call for a presumptive ban on all homeschooling and all private schools. I mean, she just put out this ban. We, we, we must ban these, these homeschool activities. We don't know what's going on. Uh, so, you know, while this editorial at the WAPO doesn't call for a ban, it definitely misses the mark. And it's it's missing the, the mark on purpose just slightly. They're just going to put it out there. You know, it's probably this whole regulation thing. It's not really a bad idea because, I mean, we don't know. I mean, at least when they're in public school, we know what they're getting. <laughs> We know it's destroying their lives, but at least we know. But at the kitchen table, by golly, we have no idea what's being said and spoken at that kitchen table. Of course, homeschool regulations vary across the states, ranging from mandating subjects such as math and reading to demonstrating academic achievement on annual tests. New York has some of the most stringent laws requiring parents to file quarterly reports maintain hourly attendance logs, and submit annual instructional plans to their local school district. 
and this, of course, is according to the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. And these guys, these guys know our friends at the Homeschool Legal Defense. They know what's going on, and and you know, in each state's uh, legal realm as it pertains to homeschooling. Michigan, uh, it says, has few regulatory hurdles for homeschoolers, uh, which that's what we like about Michigan. However. You know, Michigan right now is run by Democrats across the board. Uh, and um, it's been in the national spotlight as an example of homeschooling supposedly running amok. And maybe you haven't heard about this, but uh, critics point to the case of Roman Lopez, an 11-year-old boy who was locked in closets, beaten with extension cords, and eventually poisoned with table salts. They claim his father and stepmother, Jordan and Lindsay Piper, who each pleaded no contest to second-degree murder for Roman's death, uh, that they took advantage of lax homeschooling laws to hide their abuse from authorities. So, um, and now this is why, you know, Democrat leaders in in Michigan are saying, oh, we need to we need to clamp down on these on these homeschoolers, this homeschool family. Look what they did to their son. Uh, you know, likewise, the cases of Jerry and Tamal Flore and Tammy and Joel Brown. Uh, these two cases have Michigan policymakers calling for more oversight. The two couples allegedly adopted dozens of children in a money-making scheme that involved prolonged, routine, and systemic mental and physical abuse. Uh, and this is coming from Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. According to her, homeschooling gave the Flora family cover to hide the abuse. Quote, there has to be some sort of monitoring so that those children also benefit from those protections, she says. In response to the charges, uh, Democrat State Representative Matt Colazar from Plymouth uh, pleaded for this action. He said, quote, Michigan is one of only 11 states that doesn't count or register homeschooled children, and abusive parents are taking advantage of that to avoid being found out. It's time to support all Michigan students and change that. Michigan cannot allow this loophole to continue. All right, so they're all homeschool families. And we need to crack down on homeschool families. We need to provide more regulation to protect these kids. Now, these, these three particular stories are horrifying. Uh, and registration requirements uh, might seem like a reasonable step to protect these kids from abuse. But it's unlikely any amount of regulation would have prevented these tragedies, according to our friends at the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. In fact, they'd likely cause hardships for the vast majority of homeschool families who do right by their kids. And that's exactly what, what we would find. There are thousands of homeschool families that are legal law-abiding citizens in Michigan who would be punished. Uh, for starters, uh, the Pipers, in this case, were reported to Child Protective Services by uh, by the by the mom's sister, uh, who suspected abuse in 2016. And despite multiple inquiries, 
there were no records of CPS investigations into the matter. So uh, Chanel Campbell um, is the sister of the mom. And she she suspected there was some child abuse. She calls CPS, which is Child Protective Services here in Michigan. And despite multiple calls, multiple inquiries by Campbell, there are no records of CPS investigations into the matter. You know, so if 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 somebody is is calling the authorities and saying, "Hey, there's abuse going on in this home," but there's no record of investigation, uh, isn't that the fault of the government? I mean, that's probably not um, the problem of of homeschool laws as much as it is the problem of, of we have an inept government institution here. Uh, for their part, the Flore and Brown families adopted or fostered nearly 30 children dating back to 2007. And this is a highly regulated process, you know, the process of adopting and fostering. It's highly regulated, and it's overseen by the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. You know, so how did uh, how did this go under the nose of the Department of Health and Human Services? In a bizarre twist, one of the defendants, Joel Brown, actually worked for the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services and allegedly used his expertise as a child advocate to hide the couple's actions, to hide what the abuse they were doing. All right, so this isn't about homeschool laws or lax homeschool laws. Uh, This is about ineptness at the government level. As it turns out, these stories aren't about homeschooling at all, according to the article. The only common thread is incompetent government. All three families were already on the authorities' radar, and for years, Michigan Department of Health and Human Services couldn't detect an alleged child abuser within its very own cubicles. But that's not going to stop the uh, the leaders here in Michigan, the Democrats, from saying this is this is homeschooling. This is about lax homeschooling laws. We need to we need to twist. And, and tighten up these these homeschooling laws so these parents can't they can't skate by, you know. Despite despite numerous reports to authorities to to get these to get these people uh, investigated. All right, uh, we're up against the break. We will pick it up on the other side. You're listening to the Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. When God, through His grace and mercy, gave us free will. The will of the people was to live freely. To that end, we fight for the liberty of all at a time when global tyranny threatens us as never before in mankind's history. This vision is manifest at AmericaOutloud.news, a site for all who cherish free will and freedom. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all.
Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's foreign protein cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud talk radio. So we are, you know, we're, we're, we're detailing not only the departure uh, of public schools, the, the, the departure of families and students from public schools, also the rise in, in private schooling attendance and, and homeschooling attendance. And in addition to that, uh, we are making note that others are making note of this. I mean, it's, it's obvious, it's clear. Again, the percentages aren't huge. You know, statewide in Kansas, it's a 3% decline. Statewide in Missouri, it's a 2% decline. Uh, so, so statewide, the numbers are not massive, at least percentage-wise. But when you look at the raw data of students leaving, it gets big. I mean, 16,000 in Missouri, 18,000 in Kansas. And then when you drill down into the specific districts, you have some schools that have you know, a 25, 30, 50, in some cases, you know, over 60% decline in enrollment. I mean, those numbers are not sustainable. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, union bosses are are getting on the phones to these Democrat representatives and, and senators in their states, and they're saying, we got to do something. Something's got to be done. And in Michigan, they're seizing the moment. Uh, these three particular cases have made some national headlines uh, where there was uh, some abuse and, and some neglect, gross abuse and gross neglect uh, that took place. In, in, and so people in Michigan are saying we need uh, we need greater restrictions in these in these lax homeschooling laws. These homeschooling laws in Michigan, we are just too lax. We got to tighten the screws. Um, however, in their report, the Washington Post says, quote, the few studies conducted in recent years have not shown that homeschooled children are at significantly greater risk of mistreatment than those who attend public or private schools. So in other words, there's no evidence that homeschool abuse is even a problem to begin with. And it's not. You know, abuse is abuse. And in these three cases here in Michigan, uh, if 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 CPS would have done their job, Child Protective Services, and if Michigan Department of Health and Human Services would have done their job, I mean that's why they're there. And had they had done their job, 
these cases would not have uh, turned dark in the way that they did. You know, but these these government agencies are inept. I mean, this is the issue in ineptness uh, in, in in government. You know, not that you know homeschool families need to be put under the microscope because I mean they're homeschool families. They're weird. Who knows what they're doing to those kids? Um, you know, so homeschool regulations aren't going to necessarily protect the kids from abuse. Uh, but they are going to increase, you know, these regulations would increase administrative burdens. Uh, they would in, infringe on uh, curricular choices. Uh, and they're going to, you know, subject families to harassment by government officials. I mean, that's just, you, you can't tell me it's going to be any different. They're going to get their their grimy little little claws in there, and they're going to be able to determine what, what curriculum they can use and can't use what they have to teach and what they can't teach. If you don't think that's going to happen, then your head's in the sand somewhere because it is going to happen. And yes, families are going to be subject to harassment by government officials just because they have the government badge. Uh, in a particularly egregious case, according to our friends at um, Homeschool Legal Defense, a public school in New York reported a grandmother to CPS after she was a day late with the mandated paperwork. Oh, how dare she not get that mandated paperwork in on time? Why, we better send CPS over to Granny's house. I mean, we got to find out what Granny's actually doing at that kitchen table. So it's easy to see why many homeschool families are skeptical of any government oversight. Uh, I mean, even if it's just, you know, simple notification requirements. I mean, even if it's just that simple as notification, we are leery of it. We are leery of, and and, and we're going to look at any government oversight with a sideway glance. So instead of worrying about homeschoolers, the Homeschool Legal Defense Association says policymakers should figure out why millions of students are leaving public schools in the first place. Now, there's a question, and I, I've, I've been saying this should be the question. And if, if policymakers were honest, I mean, truly honest, if government officials were truly honest, if leaders in, in these public schools and in these teacher unions were truly honest, you know, they would, they would be asking this question and they would want to get to the bottom of it to change it. But they're not asking this question because they know what the answer is. I mean, they're not, they're not asking this question publicly because they know why millions of students are leaving public schools. I mean, it's clear. I mean, parents are very clear about it. It has everything to do with, uh, academics and with indoctrination, but maybe not necessarily even in that order. Uh, the, the kids are being indoctrinated every single day. And that indoctrination is being kept secret and held private from parents. You know, we've got, um, you know, we, we've got the situation in, in the Orange Unified School District in California that I talked about yesterday you know, where parents flipped the school board in November of 22. And the and the new school board started acting, you know, 
a parental bill of rights. They, you know, they they, they made it so, um, you know, curriculum became transparent so parents could actually see what's in the curriculum, what's being taught, you know, what's coming down the pike, you know, what, what's going to happen in, in future classes. All this became transparent. And this school board enacted, uh, you know, parental notification that if Johnny or Janie or Susie or Sally decides to be the opposite gender or they're talking about transitioning, the parents are notified immediately. Uh, and, and they in this school board said, you know what, the only flag that's going to be flown in this school building is the flag of the United States of America and the state of California. Well, these these moves here are, are upsetting. They're upsetting to the left because the left is losing control. The school board, you know, fired the superintendent and they put the assistant superintendent on leave pending an academic audit. I mean, they, they wanted to, the school board said, we're going to put a stop to the indoctrination and we're going to get an academic audit in here. We're going to find out what in the world is going on. And wouldn't you know it, just 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 like that, it triggered uh, um, the left rising up and complaining and getting signatures for a recall vote. So in, in the Orange Unified District on March 5th, there is a vote to recall the school board president and you know one of the most recent members. So if you missed yesterday's show and you know somebody who lives in the Orange Unified School District in Southern California, make them aware. Let them know on March 5th, there's a recall vote. And parents need to come out in support of that school board. You know, we cannot let, let the left take this school board back. It's just that simple. So they know why millions of students are leaving. They do. They know. So they're not going to, you know, they can't ask this question because then they're going to, an honest, an honest answer is going to come back. And they don't want that honest answer to come back. So instead, instead of asking the appropriate question, if if you if if you're in Michigan, they're gonna they're gonna tighten the screws on on homeschool families. All right, so I'm holding a letter. <clears throat> this letter is dated January 10th, and it is from Michael F. Rice, PhD, State Superintendent. All right, of the Department of Education. And here's what Dr. Rice says: Dear Michigan legislators. Enrolling every Michigan child. Currently, Michigan enrolls students in traditional public school districts and public school academies. In recent years, our understanding of private and parochial school student enrollments has grown. Depending on the interaction of private and parochial schools with particular state-funded programs, for the safety of all students, it is important to enroll students in the following four buckets. All right. So this is a letter to the legislators and it's an appeal to the safety of the students because, because we want to keep all students safe. All is capped by the way. It's important to enroll them in the following buckets, private schools, including charter. I'm sorry, public schools, including charter is bucket. Number one, private schools is bucket. Number two, Parochial schools is bucket number three, and bucket number four, homeschools. Having a record of all children enrolled in these four buckets 
would provide an understanding of the children not currently enrolled in any learning environment. The issue of, quote, missing children is a national problem with potential negative consequences for too many children. Parents should be able to choose the best educational system for their children. However, that's just a fancy way of saying, but here comes the but. However, there is a history in Michigan and across the nation of some children not receiving an education at all, in in particularly egregious cases in abusive or neglected environments. Knowing where all children are enrolled in an educational setting is an issue of student safety, neither more nor less. Goals 2, 3, and 5 of Michigan's top 10 strategic education plan. If you have questions, please feel free to reach out to MDE's legislative liaison, blah, 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 blah. Sincerely, Michael F. Rice. All right. Uh, So student safety was thrown in there twice. Uh, Parents should be able to choose the best educational system for their children. However, uh, Michigan has a history of kids not being educated and in some cases egregious abuse. So we need to know. All right. So it's it's under the guise of safety and they want to start registering. They want a record here in Michigan of, you know, who's homeschool, who's parochial, who's in private. Uh, you know, here in Michigan, we uh, we enjoy this little bit of freedom. We enjoy the fact that the government doesn't have their their grimy hands and how we want to, you know, homeschool our children. But the government's not happy about that. Oh, no. I mean, the government, I mean, they would rather have their grimy little hands and how uh, we homeschool our kids. So this this is only the beginning here in Michigan. If you live in Michigan, uh, I encourage you to contact your state representative and your state senator uh, and let them know how you feel about this. Uh, You know, whether you homeschool or not, let them know how you feel about this encroachment of, of government intrusion uh, into the into the into the lives of 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 yourself, your your family members, your neighbors, and maybe you know someone who who is currently homeschooling. You know, make them aware of this. Uh, the The more we're aware of this, the the more we're aware of what's happening in our state House of Representatives and our state Senate. And the more active we become, uh, then the more we can turn this thing around. Because, listen, here's the thing. We, the people, are still sovereign. We are still the sovereign ones. Now, I realize we we are losing that uh, by the daily. I mean, we are. It's It's slipping through our fingers. But if we stay awake and if we stay alert and if we notify our friends and neighbors about about what is happening we can take this thing back uh, and it, it, it th- that's what that's what we have to do we have to stay alert yeah it doesn't really affect me i mean i don't i don't homeschool 
I don't know anyone who homeschools, so it's not really it's not really my thing. When in actuality, uh, government encroachment affects all of us, you know, whether specifically or not, uh, because you know once they realize they have the power to encroach in this area, then they're going to take the power to encroach in other areas. I mean, they're just gonna they're gonna encroach, 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 encroach until until you got nothing left. I mean, that's how that's how the game is played. You know, there's um, I don't have enough time today. Maybe tomorrow, Oklahoma uh, House Bill forty one thirty is. Uh, I mean, they're they're doing the same thing in Oklahoma for the same reasons. You know, maybe we'll have time to get into this tomorrow. Where here in Michigan, it's just a letter. It's just an informational letter. Dear legislatures, uh, you, you know, from, from the state superintendent, here's what we're thinking we should do. And it's really for, for, for student safety, because all students need to be safe. And that's how it starts out. Of course, you know, Michigan legislators are like, well, yeah, it's all about the kids. I mean, we want the kids to be safe. I mean, we don't care if, you know, how much, you know, how much the government's going to encroach. If it's for the safety of the kids, we got to do it. You know, but our contention is it's not truly for the safety of the kids. I mean, if if they really cared about the safety of the kids, you know, they wouldn't be, um, you know, forcing this indoctrination down our throats that, you know, if, if Johnny wants to transition, then by golly, you know, you parent at home, you better make this happen or it's going to be child abuse. I mean, that's what Maine is doing. That's child abuse. If you don't, you know, if you don't acquiesce, mom and dad, yep, we'll come in and we'll take Johnny away and we'll make sure Johnny gets transitioned. So you better do it. Yeah, so it's not really about the safety of the kids, in my opinion. In a lot of cases, it's not. And and that's what that's what they're going to say to us. That's what they're going to tell us, you know, to 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 get us, to, you know, to to get their foot in the door. So if you homeschool in Michigan, uh, you know, be aware this is this is coming down the pike. This is this is what's happening, and it's not just homeschool. It's it's private schools like mine, parochial schools. You know, they want to uh, they want to know what's going on. You know, they're losing all these kids from their indoctrination camps, so they need to figure out how to how to reel these kids back in and or export their indoctrination to the um, to the private institutions, including the kitchen table. All right, uh, that's all the time we have for today, America. Maybe we'll get into Oklahoma tomorrow. We will see how it goes. Thank you for joining me. Encourage your friends and family to get on the Dean's list. Let's unite to renovate the age.